0: and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, lifestyle solopreneurs. Today, we are interviewing Nick Perry. He is the owner, founder, and executive chairman of Want to Sell Now. It's the largest nationwide wholesaling company in the US, and it's based out of Austin, Texas. He also owns a fleet of semi-trucks, multiple e-commerce businesses, and invests in multiple companies and commercial real estate. He owns the seven-figure cartel mastermind that gets people quickly through the hurdles to become multiple seven-figure real estate investors. He devoted all of his sales commissions and time outside of his nine to five by building his real estate business until he was able to go full-time into that. As soon as he went full-time, he quickly scaled his real estate company to where it is now in less than three years. Wow. He now has eight streams of income. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight streams of income. And he is working on creating even more. Welcome to the show, Nick.
1: Hey, Flavia. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Can't wait to uh, try to provide as much value as you can. I've learned a lot through the journey, so happy to be here.
0: So, Yeah, give us the night and day. So what what was your life like when you had your nine-to-five job and you were kind of doing the side hustle in real estate? What did that look like? And then give us sort of the the night and day contrast to what you're doing today.
1: Yeah, so I had my nine-to-five job, but then I had my six-to-two job where you know I go to work all day. And then as soon as I would get home, I'd make dinner, kiss the dog and, you know, get back on the phone and start talking to sellers and buyers and, you know, sending out emails, getting my marketing ready to go. So I would, you know, literally work seven days a week in that period. And you know it was necessary at the time, but, you know, now I'm fortunate. I built out a really good team that handles all the day-to-day of my real estate operations. So, you know, my, uh, like you said, my um, headquarters is in Austin, Texas, but I actually live here in Miami Beach. So, yeah, now my days consist more of Zoom calls like this, taking the dogs to the beach, pouring into my students in the seven-figure cartel, and you're know, really figuring out how I can you know, strategically build more streams of income.
0: There are humans who are jealous of your dogs because your dogs get to like hang out on the beach all day and then probably nap the rest of it.
1: it. They've got a better life than most humans. So yeah, we take them to Starbucks every morning, get them puppuccinos, go down to the beach to hang out here at the pool and take naps all day. So yeah. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And I'm sure their puppuccino cup has each of their names on them, right?
1: It does. They're celebrities here at the local Starbucks.
0: Nice, love it. Well, so tell us a little bit about the real estate side of your business because real estate, and I'm real estate is my world as well. And I love how diverse of a career you can have in real estate. You can do lots of different specialties and focus on different things. What does your company do in the real estate world?
1: Yeah, so you know, I started off uh, pretty much solely wholesaling. So I started wholesaling property back in 2014, and you know, got really good at that. You know, we, we're at the point now we still do. Uh, you know, 25 to 30 wholesale deals each month. But then we also have our rentals. So whenever we have you know a good rental come across, we look at it. And if it meets our criteria, a $400 plus cash flow, it's in a good market, you have know, solid house, then we'll bring it and take it down into the portfolio and hold it long-term. And uh, we do some owner finance as well. So we're not just kind of a one trick pony. And we also do uh fix and flips. So, you know, light. Like Cosmetic fix and flips—we're not doing complete gut jobs anymore. It's more wholetailing than anything. And uh, one of the unique things that we did was rather than just looking at a couple markets or staying in our backyard, went nationwide back in 2016. So our market encompass- encompasses literally the entire United States. So I've done deals in 48 of the 50 states across the country, which is something that I had to learn how to do. It was a you know, process to learn how to, you know, get the properties under contract and evaluate them right and be able to find buyers in places I've never been. It's, uh, you know, uh, one thing that took me a while, but then once I got really good at it, um, that's what allowed me to be really, really successful in the, in the real estate space for single families. So that was something different that nobody was doing at the time. Everybody, everybody told me I was crazy, but I just kept following my gut and you know, getting through the hurdles and now runs like a machine.
0: So tell me, which are the two states that got the snub from Nick Perry? I want to know which two states were like, we're not investing there. Because if you say California, which is my home state, I kind of won't blame you really. But I'm curious uh, if it was strategic to avoid those no, two states. No, or if it's you're just headed there I have got enough
1: lead flow there. It's uh, North Dakota and Vermont. Just because they're super uh, like sparsely populated, we don't get a ton of leads from those areas. So I'll probably end up getting all 50 states is just whenever the deals come across. So, but California is actually my favorite state for uh, wholesaling and flipping because the um, ARVs are so high out there. I mean, the average home price is $500,000. So, you know, it's not hard to make a 50, $75,000 assignment fee in California, as opposed to parts of like the Midwest where the average price of a house is $125,000. You know, you're lucky if you make 10 or 15 and some of those lower ARV markets in the country. So I love California and the, and the entire West Coast.
0: Nice. So tell us about the seg- seven-figure cartel. It's a mastermind, I know that, and it's centered around real estate, but tell us a little bit more about it.
1: Yeah, so I went through $600,000 to $700,000 worth of masterminds through my entire real estate journey. And you know, I learned so much along the way, and I'm just a byproduct of you know, really good mentors and really good people. But in hindsight, you know, one thing that I noticed was the only two things that really matter in masterminds are the results that you get and the relationships that you keep. So I wanted to create a um, community of like-minded entrepreneurs that were already in the business looking to scale to multiple seven figures. So what I did was I put my entire business blueprint all in video format. So literally step by step in every department on exactly what we do. And then I also gave everybody like literally a carbon copy of my business. Like you could take my business and duplicate it if you wanted to. So all the documents and everything are included. And rather than just give somebody all that and say, hey, good luck. I was like, no, I want to literally take anybody that comes through by the hand and bring them up to that multiple seven figure mark. So we do biweekly calls via Zoom. I'm actually talking to you just like we're talking right now to go over your business, your specific challenges there in the moment so we can address them and you can quickly get through them you know, as fast as possible. And in hindsight, like if I would have had something like this back in 2014, when I started, I would have been to where I'm at Much faster, so that was my goal. Was I want to see everybody that comes through there get to multiple seven figures, and all of our members that are in there getting phenomenal results. So it's been a big passion of mine working with other people in the space.
0: And when people come to you for membership, what is one of the most common sort of challenges or problems that they're having before they come and talk to you?
1: Yeah, it's usually marketing. So generating, you know, motivated seller lead flow, and then after you know they get their marketing down, that's usually the first thing that we have to get squared away, which takes you know, a couple of weeks. And then once they have adequate lead flow, then it comes down to evaluating the property, especially if they're doing it virtual in different markets all over the country, making sure you're evaluating the properties properly and actually getting them under contract. And then the final hurdle is getting rid of the property so you can get paid, whether that's through fix and flip, Novations, creative financing, wholesale. Those are all different strategies that we teach in the seven figure cartel and being able to do that efficiently and outsource that to a team member. So you can go ahead and work on the business and not in the business.
0: Well, that does seem like it would be a common challenge. I think marketing is a challenge in every, every field. Like most, most people who are entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, when they start analyzing their business and they see where their weak spots are, I think sales and marketing seem to be pretty common pain points. And it's great that you've kind of drilled down and that you teach your techniques and that you help people get really strong in that area, because that is where you need to be strong to be successful in your field.
1: Yeah, that's always been, you know, if I had to pick a business strength of my company, it's the marketing and sales. When it comes to um Everything else, we do a good job, but we're really strong in marketing, like motivated uh, seller lead generation, and then also acquisitions and you know the art of talking to sellers and making sure you're solving their problems in the right way and obviously getting compensated for it. So we we teach that. It's not a um, a skill that you're born with. It's a skill that's very transferable and can be taught. You just have to know what you're doing so you don't make costly mistakes.
0: And so how does your real estate business fit in with the semi-truck business? Tell us about that. Are they completely discreet and separate and siloed or how completely, did you go from one di- to the yeah, other?
1: Completely siloed. And since that bio, I've got other businesses now too. The semi-truck business was basically, I needed somewhere to park cash because you get to a point where you've got, you're buying rentals and, you know, I also do other ventures as well, but you start looking for where can I get the best yield for you know, the money that's sitting in my account. And I look at different businesses. You know, as the the owner now, I get time to research other industries and look at what might be efficient use of my capital. And the the semi trucks, you know, your your yields in there are way more than you you're ever gonna get in real estate. Right. So for instance, I could buy a truck for thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars, put a a warranty on it for five thousand. So I'm into it for 40 grand, and then the truck can be generating. $6,000 a week. You're not going to get that in Airbnb. You're not going to get that in trailer parks. It's not heard of, but it's obviously it's higher risk for higher reward. And I've been able to outsource that actually to a management company. So they, they run my trucks for me. So that's been a, a completely different company, but just something I did from networking with other business owners and doing my own research.
0: And then you said there are additional businesses that we didn't even go into yet. What are some of those?
1: So I own uh, uh, oil and natural gas wells as well. So one thing we do with the oil and natural gas wells is we're not drilling new wells. We go into some of these existing wells that the production has been turned off to them for whatever reason. They started you know, having problems or there was a um, they dried up. And so the company that had them before turned the, the gas or oil wells off and we actually go in there and we'll do new seismic on it, figure out if there's any more hydrocarbons, oil and natural gas in that pocket. And we'll go in and we'll re-perforate the wells and get them turned back on and producing more uh, oil and natural gas. So it's like fix and flipping, but it's just for the oil and natural gas industry. And it's great too, because it's actually real estate. It's It's a form of commercial real estate. You can depreciate them the same way. It's real property. You're not dealing with tenants, termites, and toilets. You literally get the wells turned on and making production. And then once it comes out of that well and goes to the sales meter, it sells into a pipeline and you're getting paid 24, 7, 365.
0: Amazing. So what a variety trucking oil. I mean, you're right. Oil is a type of real estate product, but um, but so different from the other type of real estate that you do. What are some other income streams? It says here eight. So you yeah, know, you've counted have, down quite a few. Uh,
1: yeah, e-commerce. So I've got uh, three e-commerce stores. So the Amazon FBA, I sell quite a bit of product on uh, Amazon. And then um, I have a Walmart store as well. So that's another one. And then I have single family rentals. And I also own uh, mobile home parks. So I have 200, right around 250 uh, mobile homes. Some in Indiana, some in Tennessee, and I'm actively buying more of those all the time.
0: Now, you're the perfect person to have on the show because when somebody hears about everything you're doing, they're going to suspect you either have a whole army of assistants or you've cloned yourself or or some other way. Do you, do you manage to stay sane? I mean, it says... From what I hear, you have time to take your dogs to the beach. So you must be doing something right as far as prioritizing your time and also maintaining some white space in your calendar. How do you do that? What are some tips and tricks you can share with us?
1: Partner with experts. So with the mobile home parks, I have a partner in those that does all the property management, all of the um, uh, back end in terms of value add, hauling new trailers in, hauling new trailers out. I don't have to deal with any of that. You know, I, I'm an equal partner in the, uh, the deal just because I went out and I'm really good at sales and marketing. So I go out and find the deals, underwrite them, do all the due diligence, put them under contract. And then after that point, my job's essentially complete. And then like in the oil and natural gas, again, I have a partner in that, that's actually working with the geologists, has all the personnel and crews that go out and, uh, Reperforate the old wells and things like that. So that's extremely passive. I don't do anything except for jump on a Zoom call every couple of weeks and get updates. And then in my e-commerce business, same thing. I have uh, companies that run the stores for me. So I don't even log into Amazon and Walmart. I just get checks coming in from, from that and I pay off the credit cards that we use to fund the stores and that's essentially my responsibility that's all my responsibility in that and then in my real estate business i've got a ceo that runs you know the all the entire day-to-day operation he's actually in uh grand rapids michigan right now dealing with uh you know some rentals that we have there i'm here sitting on the couch in miami beach so i've got myself pretty levered out of the day-to-day of any anything that i do
0: That's amazing. And for the next like couple of years or looking forward 12 months, what's something that you're excited about that you're working towards? Are there any big changes coming up? Any new businesses to add your already pretty diverse portfolio? What's exciting you right now?
1: Yeah, right now, you know, I've been working since I was 14 years old. I started work at an early age and I'm 32 now, but I tell everybody in working years, I'm like 75 because I've worked so much, you know, to get to this point that, you know, I'm really excited. I'm at this yeah, juncture where I've got enough, you know, income streams coming in that I'm looking forward to actually taking some real time off and uh, doing all my bucket list travel. So yeah, probably in 2022, I might take the first half of the year off and, you yeah, spend time just with family, you know, going to places around the world that I've never been that I want to experience while I'm young. So yeah, that's something that coming from humble beginnings and not having anything as a kid, that, that's something I'm really looking forward to right now is, doing that. And obviously I'm going to continue to build my income streams along the way, but yeah, I want to take some, some well-needed, uh, time off to go see, to go see the world.
0: And what are some, a couple places that you're excited to go travel to?
1: Well, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to do the, um, Emirates first class to Dubai. So I'm probably going to do that to start, take a first class trip to Dubai, go down into the Maldives, go to different parts of India and Sri Lanka, and then make my way into Nepal to go see, you know, the mountains out there and start traveling through Asia and uh, you know, down into Australia, South America. I want to hit, I want to basically be out for you a know, good you know, six months to where I can really spend time, absorb the culture and feel like, you know, I got, I've seen everything I want to see when I get back.
0: And why did you pick Miami as a home base? Uh, what do you love about Florida and
1: Miami? Fl- Florida is just incredible in terms of uh, the networking that I get down here. Every single day, somebody's messaging me, hey, Nick, I'm going to be in Miami. You want to grab lunch or would you like to grab dinner or whatever? So everybody comes to Miami, it seems like once a year at least. So being here, I, get, I have friends all over the country and they all end up coming here eventually. So I get to see my friends. Additionally, the weather's phenomenal. I live a block from the ocean. The best restaurants and um, nightlife and water is here so it's just a phenomenal place full of abundance and happy people everybody's on vacation so it's a just a great place to call home
0: I love Miami too i think it's phenomenal it's just a nice place it's very diverse there's just so much going on never a dull moment so, also, uh,
1: also I get direct flights everywhere from here. You know, when right, I was in right. Austin, I'm going through Dallas or Houston to go anywhere. So anywhere I, I want to go, I can go to you know the Caribbean, to Europe, to basically any United States city just with a quick flight. I don't have to transfer. So there's a lot of lot of advantages to being in this area for sure.
0: Nick Perry on the go for sure. So how do people connect with you if they want to follow you, if they want to connect with you either on social media or through your website? Where's the best place for them to go?
1: Yeah, just Nick Perry REI is my Instagram. So just Nick Perry REI, like real estate investment um, is probably the best place. And um, yeah, if you have anything you need, if you're looking for some help or some guidance, just reach out to me, shoot me a DM. I'm always trying to post valuable content on there. So follow me, Nick Perry, REI on Instagram, or you could shoot me a friend request on Facebook, but I think I may be capped out. I'm you know, always trying to make room for new people, but yeah, shoot me a DM and let me know how I can help you.
0: Awesome. Well, Nick, thank you so much for taking time out to be here on the Lifestyle Solopreneur podcast. We love chatting about everything we just talked about, how to maintain some sanity in your life and also how to find success in entrepreneurship. And you have found success in so many different areas. It's been just fascinating to chat with you and hope to have you back on the show sometime soon.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.